Hello and welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana, where we take a deep dive into everything Grizzly athletics. I am your host, Adam Healy, with my other host, Angel Villanueva. We are going to kind of do an update episode, uh, kind of going over everything with Grizzly athletics. Uh, might throw in a little NCAA in there as well. So uh, first thing, probably the, the major thing that you know is consuming everything in college sports right now is the name image and likeness um athletes are able to to profit off of their name their image and likeness um i think it's about time um i think that there's a lot of great things that could happen with this uh with brand creating and, and stuff like that um but it, it's happening i think there's a lot of kind of questions and i think there will still kind of be some questions i feel like some conferences are doing a whole lot better of a job of marketing and kind of getting the information out to their athletes i think the big guys doing a pretty good job they just um kind of went out and um signed with influencer who's trying to kind of educate the athletes as well so um yeah angel what are your thoughts man you know what? That's you know. Actually, before we get into my thoughts, I kind of want to ask you a question. So I think yeah. a lot of people can see the the good side of this. You mm-hmm. know, they can see how you know a lot of players they deserve a little bit of recognition, and with that, they should be compensated properly. You know, mm-hmm. after all, the university is using them. I guess my question to you is, where do you see like the downside of this? Where do you see the downfall of it? What potential problems could come about? You know, with this nil. Well, you know, there's the only thing that I see is, you know, backlash with, you know, players not feeling like they're getting enough, you know, uh, a, you know, third string defensive lineman isn't going to get the same recognition and the same compensation as a starting quarterback. Um, so could there be some hurt feelings? There might be. Could there be, you know, hey, I'm going to transfer because I can get more from my brand in on the coast or in Colorado or something like that. I could see that. And just kind of the focus too. I don't think it will happen. Um, I don't think the coaches will allow it to happen. That focus of, of getting off of what game plan is on for, for the games and stuff like that, that kind of worries me, but I, I really don't have any really worries. Um, you know, if it was like a division one program like Alabama, I would have a whole lot more worries because there's going to be a whole lot more money being thrown around in, in that kind of situation, you know, the FCS level, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of money. There might be, you know, um, a little money here and there, but I don't think it's going to be huge amounts of money. Mm-hmm. I definitely get you. Did you hear about the quarterback from Alabama? I think he's almost at a million dollars. Yeah, I was sponsorships. like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> Dude, it blows my mind. And he hasn't yeah. played a single down of ball yet. No, no, he hasn't yeah. thrown he hasn't thrown a pass. Yeah. You know that kid just sitting there just thanking like the past quarterbacks and like oh yeah, the way Nick Saban runs his program. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Getting that knock at your door like, hey, you know what? We're gonna give you a hundred and fifty thousand dollars just to wear Reese's pieces, you know, or yeah. talk about Reese's pieces, you yeah. know. That's the, well, I think it's the craziest thing ever. The one thing is, is that um, one question I have and, and something that, you know, I, I don't really know where to go to, to get this information is 
let's say, you know, that quarterback, you know, and it's not a Grizz player, but it, it is an, uh, a high-profile quarterback. What if he do, he gets benched? What if he gets yeah. benched for another guy? Is he still going to be getting that money? Or is yeah. he going to be taking a hit? Um, and I, I, I feel for these guys because I, I hope they are aware of a three-letter acronym of the IRS that's going to be coming after their money as well. Um, because <laughs> I really think that these, these athletes could be getting hurt um, that way. And, you know, it, it's no fun dealing with them. I've had to deal with IRS and it's not, it's not, it's not a, it's not a uh, thing that you really want to go through. So mm-hmm. I could only imagine that. I mean, me yeah. as an 18 year old, if I was such high profile player like that and receiving, you know, $500,000, not anywhere near is a thought of, Hey, I need to pay my taxes. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And at, and at one point, you know, how is it going to, I guess, affect these players. You know what I mean? I think in the sport, it's safe to say that you run into some really ego driven people. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, you kind of run into those people even outside of sports, but I think it's, it's especially apparent for the ones. And I think a lot of people can tell who these types of people are. Imagine if he's a good player too. And if he yeah. gets all the no- notoriety and he gets all that, all that money, what does that do? What does that do to his character? You know, what does that do to how he views, you know, the other kids? And this yeah. is only to say, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm a big fan yeah. of it. I would have yeah. taken so much advantage. I would have been signing up. I would have been at McDonald's asking for sponsorships. <laughs> I would have been at the gas station Amen. volunteering to to sport Twinkies. Like I would have, I would have yeah. been that guy, you know. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about it. Like, what would it have done to me? You know. Well, one one thing that I I would throw out there that you know maybe these um, conferences do is have like a and this is my, my nerdy side <laughs> having like an open enrollment, like kind of like sponsorship period where you can, you can contact these players here. You can, and then right when, you know, practice is starts for the, the, the season, you know, you're done. You can't, can, you can't contact the athlete for our, our new sponsorships just because I, I feel like these guys, if they don't have somebody else working for them Man, they're they're going to be doing school. They're going to do the, do the sport, and also have to you know worry about you know another sponsorship coming in and trying to sign them and and do you know whatever they're doing with that. I just think that it, it might help. Um, but you know that's just me. I was kind of like an open enrollment free agency kind of platform that that might help. I don't know if it will, but I'm sure that you know this is going to be a trial and error. You know, I, I think that, you know, there's going to be some people, you know, like like you can't tell me that USC players or Alabama players, especially Ohio State, because we know they have, haven't been getting money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's it's legal now. So I don't I don't understand why it's going to be a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just going to be it's going to be really interesting. I, I really like like we have something like. Uh, sports, which is reality, and we just pouring more reality into it with having these athletes being paid. And you know, a lot of these kids, you know, unfortunately come from low income families. And so, you know, I, I hope 
it doesn't happen, but they're going to have to learn how to spend some money. They're going to, I hope these colleges are, are bringing in um, some type of wealth management um, people. Um, shout out with any of those people that would go into those um, campuses and do that because I really think that you could see far down the line these guys that had millions of dollars and didn't quite hit it and they owe money. You know, mm-hmm. it's just That's it's kind of scary that way. That's true. And you know how you were kind of saying they have a kind of a wealth management team, you know, yeah. at that point, since players are getting money, is that something that the players have to pay for, you know, or is that something the university provides, you know, how does yeah. that kind of incorporate? Are they going to be like real time agents that charge really top dollar, like percentages of what they make, you know? I mean, I yeah. think even though the average is like 10 to 15, but still that's a big chunk of change, you know, to be able to represent somebody, you know? So it's like, yeah. where, where does it become a collegiate sport and where does it come like transition to a place of being a professional? You know, well, I think I, I, the NCAA, I think kind of got it wrong. Um, before they, they let all this pandemonium happen and pay athletes. I think they should have let the athletes organize and form a union and get that set up so that they had some type of a union where they can come together and then pay the athletes because that's what's going to happen next. They have to have somebody speaking for them and dealing with the university. Mm. I would think mm-hmm. because I, I don't, I don't know. I think it could just get kind of messy. Um, but at the same time, let me say this. Let me say devil's advocate again. Yeah. Me being a collegiate student, I don't understand what a union is. You know, I don't know how that works. Like, yeah. you know, at, at that time, you know, coming into, you know, college, if someone said, hey, you want to start a union or form a union with me? I'd be like, is that a club? Like, what goes on there? You know, <laughs> yeah. what do we do there? Like, and so that's where my mind would gravitate. So it's like, at the same time, you know, a lot of, a lot of those, like you said, a lot of people come from, you know, underprivileged, you know, kind of communities. Yeah. You know, yeah. not having the opportunity, not having the financial resources, and then they're expected to go to college and then, you know, represent themselves, form a union when it's like, dang, you know, so they're just, I think there's so much more to it as opposed to there's already something pre established at the professional level. You know, yeah. there's a union yeah. for football players that they kind of work through, which is a separate department, you know? You so know, and like, I w- sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was about to finish. Go ahead. Uh, I just think that, you know, it, if, if, if you see these these kids that don't know what it is, wouldn't you think in you, you've been in the locker room, wouldn't you think somebody would pull pull them aside and say, hey, this is what it is? Um, I don't know. I just think that they need to do something because yeah, they, they've got that. If they're not, they're, they're going to get um, people taking care taking advantage of these yeah. these kids. Um, I don't think I haven't heard any and, and that I'm. I'm not in those six situations, but I haven't heard any conference say, Hey, we are teaching our athletes about IRS and ha- having money set aside. Um, I don't, I haven't heard any of that. I have heard, you know, brand platforming and, and, and doing that. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, it worries me because I, I want to protect the athlete. Um, it is not an amateur sport by any means. Um, which was probably going to go lead us into our next kind of segment, but um, it, it's kind of a crazy day, kind of crazy age of, of college sports 
Um, and also just one thing that's kind of going through my mind as well is what is the NCAA? Are they liable? Cause they're going to be liable, um, to, you know, antitrust laws and all that, which we'll get into a little bit, but past players can past players. And I'm not a lawyer. Could they sue the NCAA? Mm-hmm. Which they've already have. They are, that's already happened. But could they get more money out of it and say, "Hey, the you've got to pay all these former athletes um, that you've used their image and likeness likeness um, up to this date." I have no mm-hmm. clue. I'm not a lawyer by any means. Um, oh, so. dude, you know, you know what I just thought of right now. What's that? So you obviously have the players making, you know, let's just say they're making top tier dollars. Let's just say a hundred thousand dollars. You know, that's money not being funneled through the NCAA. That's through private parties or through their athletes. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's going to get to a point where down the road they said, okay, you can do this, but you have to give us 25% of your earnings, you know, because you're our athlete, you know? And so maybe that might be a way. Yeah. That might be a way to just Mm. even, kind of take in more money yeah. you know and so that's where you know i'm obviously thinking worst case scenarios worst possible outcomes and like the worst of the worst things but mm-hmm. generally i'm i'm excited about this i think there's a lot of positive mm-hmm. to be attained that that it comes with for example mm-hmm. i think it's just going to add a, another layer of motivation for players in general you know if yeah. i'm a player that's not making any money but you know mr x over there is making you know, $30 a day yeah. for being an athlete for whatever reason. I think that's going to add a little bit more fuel, you know, and I think the best teams are going to be able to overcome that because I think that's another character kind of builder thing. If your team can kind of get past the fact that, hey, this that doesn't matter. only thing that matters yeah. is that we kind of group together, get, go out there and play some football. I think you're going to really start to see a lot of football shine and a lot of football programs like really struggle because of that. Yeah, it'll it'll put the extra stress on the coaches for sure to bring in those high quality guys for sure, like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, but it, it it's exciting to me because you get to you get to see this play out. You get to see like mm-hmm. this is like history. Like you're gonna tell ki- your kids and your grandkids, you yeah. know, back in the day when I played, I didn't get paid, and they're gonna look at you like, what? You didn't get paid? What did you What did you get? I got education, but that's about you know, <laughs> it, you know, um, not that's not, not going to say education is bad. Not, don't take that one. I'm a teacher. Education's great. Um, uh, but yeah. you know what? We know that. And, and I, I would, I would battle other people that don't know, you know, th- these athletes deserve to get paid and yeah. they deserve something, you know, so they're yeah. not starving. So, yeah, you know what I'm dreading now that this like rules in place. So I obviously, I just barely missed it by like a couple of years. And so I'm going to be in the generation of, of the kind of people where that's like half of them made a, a lot of money and the other half uh-huh. of them are still broke. And I just envision, like you said, like my kid coming up to me, like you didn't get paid. And then I'd be like, no, I never got paid. And then be like, Oh, no wonder you're still broke. And then look around the house. Like that is a fear of mine right now that I'm thinking about. Could you imagine uh, it, that? Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like questioning you, like, what well, you weren't good enough? Like, why? Good enough? Like, yeah. 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 And he's like, I, I, even the worst players I know got 10 bucks, you know? Like, <laughs> damn, I didn't get nothing. <laughs> oh, That's what man. I'm worried about, Adam. I don't know, man. 
Well, you know, going to our next kind of thing, going into uh, just the NCAA, um, you know, President uh, Emirate, if I'm saying his name right, um, oh, I don't know if it was a couple days ago or a couple week or a week ago, you know, he came out and basically said, you know, the NCAA's days are kind of numbered, um, that it should be, and I've been saying this forever, and which I want like credit for, which I think probably a lot of people were saying um, that it should be more uh, and the, the conferences and the schools controlling it um, and kind of alignment that way, you know, which, you know, what's crap is ESPN came up with this article that said Emirate made $2.9 million this last year. Okay, this last year he made 2.9. His regular salary is anywhere from 1.5 to 2 million. So he had a pay increase, but the revenue from the NCA went down 50%. Mm. So, like, that guy, like, I, I, like, my, like, creed inside me, like, how are you taking more money when you're taking less money in? How, how do you sleep at night, dude? Like that, that's so greedy. And so just like, Oh man, it just, it just bothers me so much. Um, but you know, uh, the Supreme court, you know, said that they were, um, not, they were, they had to follow antitrust laws. And, um, I, I just, this is my thought process. I, I'm going to throw it out to you, Angel, because I'm kind of going off on a tangent. Um, with everything happening right now in, you know, the Power Five, you've heard Texas and Oklahoma maybe going to the SEC. Um, and if that happened, you're going to see massive realignment. I think everywhere. I think the Big Twelve will be dead. Um, but you're going to see massive realignment, and you're going to see that. Power five, maybe power four, say, hey, we don't need the rest of the conferences um, and kind of start kind of eating itself and kind of pairing up where you're going to have maybe a, a, a upper level, another level and another level of, of sports. And just to see how how things are run. Um, what do you what are your thoughts on that? What do you think? And yeah, what are you feeling? Dude, you know what? I I have no clue. Like I just, <laughs> like I'm sitting here trying to piece it together. Like maybe this way, maybe this might be realistic. I really like. I truly am stuck in the middle. Where yeah, I don't even know what's gonna happen. All I know is we're at a huge, huge change in the history of sports. You know, like so much is going to have to happen in order for us to be like in a comfortable place. Cause I feel like everybody's brain scattered. There's so yeah. many unanswered questions. There's so many thoughts kind of just flying around all over the place. So really it's like, you know what? I really do think that like, I think we need to be a little bit open to the fact that, Hey, this is going to be a trial and error. Like have you mentioned before a trial mm-hmm. and ever like place in our history of sports, you know, yeah. we'll figure it out eventually because we always do. And we're competitive people by nature. Like that, that's in our blood. That's in our DNA. But right now, I don't th- even think they're sure about the direction that to like to go. Yeah. I just don't know how you, how you, how you can go back. Like yeah. right now the train is leaving the station. Uh, your leader of the train says, Hey, you know, you really don't need me. 
Um, yeah. We're making a whole lot of money. Um, you basically, he didn't say it, but he basically said, Hey, I'm making all this money. Your conferences probably could be doing it a whole lot better, be more centralized. Um, I, I don't know how that guy sleeps at night. It just bothers me so much that he'd be taking millions and millions of dollars. Um, and you know, this, this is for the betterment of these colleges for these Mm -hmm. student athletes. Mm Um, it's going to be, who's going to step up to that role. These athletic directors and these presidents of these, uh, conferences, man, someone's got to step up. Someone's got to do something because it's going to be, it could, it could be chaos. And you know, what makes me kind of really kind of just a little bit angry to think about, you know, a couple years ago when UAB was on the brink of shutting down its program, you know, and how you say yep. how, you know, the NCAA just guzzles money and money out of everybody's pocket. Like, what oh, would yeah. that money have done for the program? You know, they might have mm-hmm. never. I mean, thank thank the Lord that, like, they were able to kind of come back from it and establish a, a relatively successful program, you know, yeah. and a lot of support behind not only their community, but communities across the country, which is super cool to see. But, like, man, what would that have money have done for them? Would that have, been able to like just barely make it and they could have avoided that whole conflict in the first place. And you think about yeah. story after story, you know, a lot of players, for example, we dumbing it down to the basics. A lot of players don't have enough to eat, you know, yeah. I'm fortunate to come from a program that like progressively we realize we got to feed our athletes, you know, with what we're putting their bodies through them going home. I mean, I knew players, you know, at the Juco level that were, you know, eating nothing, a couple noodles Gosh. at night. You know, wow. and then going to 5 a.m. workouts and, and you know, working all day at school, doing all that stuff and then going to practice and, uh, you know, overtime and then, you know, coming back to, you know, play around sessions. You know, it's exhausting. And I can I can't imagine if I didn't have, you know, just kind of that flexibility to be able to say, hey, you know what? Like, I can't eat today. I got to go home, eat a cup of noodles, you know, where yeah. that money goes and where it could go, you know. And so now yeah. I guess my biggest concern is that I hope the NCAA is not saying this so they could like rebrand and re-image and come up as a new company, you know, a new mm-hmm. company that kind of oversees the universities, not the players, but they see like the university athletic departments as opposed to the players directly, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, that's where my mind kind of goes. Well, I, I, you know, just with how things have been ran, like I, I hope these athletic directors and, and these presidents see we can't we can't trust these <laughs> you can't trust anything the NCA says why would we al- allow them you know you're going to have to have some central hub where you you know someone's running something you know the president the athletic directors they're you know getting these conference championships and everything ready um and then the money wise how that gets diverted and divided um maybe maybe I'll do that i would love to do that as a job, can, can I can can there can there be like an interview process and and like a, an application for that? That would be cool. Oh, well, we're on I'll the early that. brinks of it, Adam. You could definitely there go sign go. up. I'm sure there's a job out there somewhere <laughs> for that. There we go. There we go. <laughs> That's so funny, man. <laughs> so you know, going into you know our uh, next segment, guys, we're just gonna kind of do a rundown of um, just things that are happening in, in Grizz Athletics. A lot of things are happening. Um, you know, football wise, you know, we've been ranked, uh, you know, there's power rankings, there's rankings, you know, a lot, a lot of them are, 
probably anywhere from eight till probably 11. Would you agree with that, Angel? I've seen a couple oh. of them like that. Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> no, it's I mean, not right. It's not right, but they're ranking us. They're putting us in that position. Um, uh, did they yeah. say that? Yes. Do I agree with it? Yeah. Never. And yeah. I think I'm coming from like a place where I'm like, I'm trying to put myself in a position where I'm not a fan. And yeah. just looking at the type of play, you know, I mean, yes, you know, in the 2019 seasons, there was there was a couple, you know, fluctuations, you know, but not mm-hmm. enough to rank us at number 11, in my yeah. in my opinion. You know, yeah. are we are we number one? No, because we lost a couple of games, you know, in 2019, you know, in 2020, yeah. regardless of what we did, I think we did fantastic. I showed it showed a lot of potential. No, no yeah. one cares about that. You know, yeah. so truly the last time we actually were on the field to sustain actual season to see what we're about was that 2019, my last year, you know, yeah. and and we're almost, I think maybe even two years over it, almost, yeah. right? Yeah. Almost. And to think almost. about that. So I think that's where they're kind of going for it. But even then, I, I wouldn't put us at 11. You know, if I was well, being realistic and I was being generous, like I think I'd put us five, six at the lowest. Yeah. I got into uh, you know, you're not going as a fan. I'll do that for us. I got into yeah. it on Facebook with a couple people. So, um, but like, I don't, I don't know how you can judge a team off of last year. Last yeah. year, you know, there wasn't a set number of games that each conference played. Some played six, some played eight. Um, there are teams with. I don't know this for sure, but so don't quote me. But I think there are a couple teams that had losing records or close to losing records that made the playoffs. Um, how can you, with a, a season that was so jumbled and, and so messed up, didn't have everybody in it, how can you first off rank these teams? Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't you have to go off of the 2019 year? Mm-hmm. Like that's my thought process. Yeah, yeah, there's some teams that played more. Yeah, some made yeah. the playoffs. We played two games. Yeah, we didn't play. And the thing is, we played a division two, and we played Portland State. So it, this is not just speaking for the Grizz in general. They're just speaking for all the programs out there that didn't necessarily have you know that eight game, nine game season like a lot of other programs had. You know, at yeah. the end of the day, the, all the teams didn't get a chance to play. Yeah. So because all the teams didn't get a chance to play, like how do you sit here and say? You know that was fair. Yeah. You know, I I know teams that were would never in a in a long time. You not to say never, but I know teams that weren't <laughs> as qualified. You know, mm-hmm. in previous years, but because a lot of the conference wasn't around, you know, maybe they had an opportunity and they took it and shot. So I'm glad it made athletes get a little bit more confident. I think a lot of programs are going to start to set uh, step up and realize their you know the true potential. You know, oh, yeah. but one of my favorite things that 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 Bobby ever said. You know, I can't remember who had said um, somebody was undefeated in the conference or something like that. Uh, they were heading into you know I think playoffs at a really good place, and it was just like they haven't played us. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't yeah. played us, so you can't call yep. yourselves the true champs. And I was yep. like, damn, like I'm never gonna forget that. And I, I mean, and I, and I think about it all day. You know, whether I'm doing something at work, you know, oh, this person's so great. And I was like, but they haven't met me. You know, I'll do something stupid <laughs> just to try to ha- hype myself up. You know, yeah. And so and he uh, actually he actually said that last year when they were uh, when he was talking to Riley Cochran, uh, Corcoran for the um, the Grizz uh, podcast that they do. He actually mentioned he mentioned what you just said. 
you know, uh, Weber State, you know, was conference champion, and he said, well, they haven't played us. They're not, yeah. they're not the conference champion. Dude, how did that not fire you up? <laughs> I know, right? I'm ready, to, I'm ready to run through a door right now, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's one of those things, man. It's just like, for whatever reason, out of everything, yeah. all the great things Bobby has told me, out of, gr- out of all the great things that I forgot and that he's told me, you know, that's one thing that, like, you know, let's stick with me. They haven't played us. You know, exactly. And on, on, like on a serious note, I think I take that approach relatively personally on a day to day basis, you know, not yeah. counting other people's fortunes, but just kind of sitting there like I haven't been a part of this. So I, I can bring some type of experience. I can bring some type of knowledge. I can influence a person in a positive way. Why not me? Yep. You know, yep. once yep. they can't say nothing about it until, you know, I've at least tried to help or be helpful or, or be a positive impact, you know? Amen, and I think, uh, I think, I think it's a, a pretty interesting like perspective to take. And I'm glad Bobby kind of left that with me. Yeah. I, I, I think it's awesome. Some of the things that are happening. Um, I think we'll be right there in the thick of things this football year. I can't wait. Um, totally grizz tickets are out as well so totally going to get some of those and and make the trip up so um oh, yeah. but recruit recruitment has been you know really good for the grizz as well um i have one question for you um mm-hmm. at the end of this you know we're probably missing some names but we're uh Caden uh Hewitt Tyson Rosted Sam Elford i think Tanner Huff as well and then Marcus Evans um have committed um or are going to be playing i didn't i don't know if if uh tanner huff is 22 or 21 i believe he's 22 um so don't quote me on that that might be off but those are so far the the guys that have uh been committed um some of those guys are highly touted you know sam alford i believe you know he has his brother eli that plays on the team right now um he's i think he's a three-star athlete um, you know, and then, you know, Caden is a huge quarterback. I believe he's like, isn't he like six, four, something he's like, like six, four. Yeah. So, humongous. um, humongous quarterback. My thought process is we're getting, you know, I think, uh, Tyson is also a quarterback too. Like, man, our quarterback room is full. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like and let me it tell is. you, it's it's not a big room. I've been in the offices where they watch <laughs> meetings. It's not a big room, dude. <laughs> so so uh, like, like my thing damn. is like what what like are there gonna be people transferring? You know, we have a couple transfers that came in. Like, do they do they when 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 you go into that quarterback room and you and, and you're gonna know this, Angel, how do they go about hey? You know, hey, we recruited you as a quarterback. Uh, we're not going to play you as quarterback. Do they say, hey, you can either go somewhere else and play or, or hey, we're going to use you as a wide receiver or an athlete? Just like, you know, what? You know, you know what? I don't necessarily know the specific answer because I think to every athlete it's a little bit different. You know, I think uh, they have a piece in everybody's book about where they would fit best. And from what I've seen, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks feel both mistreated in some Mm -hmm. sense. And I've also seen a lot of quarterbacks leave the conversation optimistic and say, you know what? Maybe I felt it in my heart that it wasn't my position. So I'm going to go try something else out. 
and they kind of gravitate a little bit. And it really is kind of a process and a, a chapter in their lives where they're really kind of figuring out who am I? What, yeah. like, I mean, I know it, it sounds silly because it's it was just a position, it's just offensive line. But me personally, yeah. you know, there were there were there were a handful of times where Germer took me out of the left guard position because he was trying to, you know, kind of push me and test me to see where I lied. And I didn't like the feeling at all, you know, even if it yeah. was still that, hey, I'm going to play right guard, you know, or I'm going to play left tackle, I'm going to play right tackle, you know, even if he was like, yeah, you're still starting, you're just on the other side. I felt personally, you know, one, and this is on the competitive side, disrespected, you know, mm -hmm. to begin with. On two, it, it kind of lit a fire into my ass, and I think that's what some of these coaches were going for, you know, yeah. and I was, I was ready to compete, you know. So it's kind of everybody's perspective is really kind of different on that, you know. I, th I've, I know some conversations are easier than others, and it's a smoother talk, but I don't think it's ever going to be easy to tell a kid, hey, you know what? Your dreams, your yeah. aspirations of being an NFL quarterback are not necessarily it. You know, yeah. I mean, you might have a, uh, a chance at, you know, safety. Hey, you, you know, you know, actually, you actually can come play right tackle for the girls. I mean, Dylan Cook, he was a quarterback at his last school. <laughs> you know, like think about yeah. that conversation. You know, he grew up saying, you know, quarterback was probably – I know he never thought, hey, you know what, I'm going to be an offensive lineman and play for one of the biggest programs in FCS. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. But look at him now. Impossibly in the NFL, you know. Yeah. And now look at him. He's <laughs> absolutely thriving. He's on yep. set to be an all conference player. I think he has the ability personally, from what I've seen, and the guys have been around to at least have an opportunity to take a swing at the NFL, you know, at the yeah, very definitely, least. Definitely. You know? And it's like, damn, like that would have never happened if everything went his way. Yeah. You know? And yep. I, th I think about that sometimes for my life. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe. Not, not if I ever change positions, but I mean, I just think of it as, hey, like if I did something different on a day to day basis, would it have changed the outcome for me, especially because I'm injured now, you know, a little bit more permanently. If I took this a little bit more seriously or if I, you know, if I didn't get so butthurt this day and try to do this, like, you know, would things be different? And so that's yeah. where I'm like, like it, it really kind of is different for every person. Sorry, that was a yeah. rant. Apologize. No, no, no. It's it's all good, man. It's it's something that you know with with you want the best players in your in your system. You want the best players, but you know it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that 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 group of players. Are they going to yeah. use them? And and they've got the coaching staff. They know what they're doing. They've got what oh, they yeah. want to do. You know that yeah. then it's not like something that they don't know. Um, and it's just going to be kind of interesting. As players right now, seeing these players getting recruited and committed, man, what are the the mindset of those players? What you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, what, looking over your shoulder and saying, "Man, I better I better do something now." The pressure that you'd feel. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, you know there's a lot. Of yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, What's there's that? a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. And like, like you had mentioned, the coaches, they've been around a time or two and they're going to continue yeah. to conduct themselves. However, they do, you know, they, they choose to run the program. You know, I just at the end of the day, I just I really hope because it is one of the tougher feelings that you'll, you'll experience. I mean, I'm still young. I still have a lot. But I'm just thinking in the small span that I've been here, I've been there's been a lot of highs and there's been a lot of lows. And I think that was one of the tougher ones for me, you know, just trying to figure out who am I, you know, outside of football. You know, yeah. 
I can't, I couldn't imagine doing it at two years earlier with a coach yeah. saying, Hey, you're not cut out for this one, this position. There's somebody better and they're going to get it. You know, yeah. it's like, damn, like you're going to imagine like what goes into it. But I, I just hope that players kind of keep their heads up and see it as, you know, a good thing, you know, cause you never know what's going to come. Exactly. Exactly. You know, moving on to basketball, you know, we have a couple of recruitments um, out out of uh, men's basketball. Isaiah Kerr and Jack Wetzel have joined the team. Um, Lady Grizz basketball. If you have not heard about Lady Grizz basketball, what's happening, man, you're living under a rock. Uh, you know, check our <laughs> check our, our our feed out uh, check our episodes out. We have um, uh, Coach um, Halsinger uh, on there as well. Uh, which is a great episode, you know, whole new coaching staff. A lot of the roster has been turned over, new players coming in. That kind of makes me, I'm totally going to watch, man. I'm totally going to yep. watch. I want to, I want to see yep. what happens. Um, mm-hmm. And then soccer, man, you know, we, we, we had a great year this last year. You know, we've had a great three, couple of years, three or four years, um, We've had two people go pro. Rita Lang and actually Alexa Coyle have gone pro. They're playing overseas, which is awesome to see. Um, just really proud of them as well. Um, doing playing professional soccer. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, let's uh, let, let's rewind it up a little bit, Adam. We yes. we, we spilled a lot to you guys there, so we just exactly touch everything just a little bit. So going back to men's basketball, how <laughs> exactly. Many I go, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going 100 miles an hour, man. I'm going. You're rolling, I'm getting, man. I'm rolling. rolling. Fat, fast and furious up in here, <laughs> bro. Right. You need to slow it down. You know. That's Change, right. Is downshift a little bit. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Um, so yeah, so we've had some some great recruitment out of men's basketball. You know, if you guys didn't kind of, didn't kind of know, it's been a crazy year for the program in general. On top of it being COVID, on top of that, you know, a lot of players kind of deciding to leave the school. On top yep. of that, being a really young team, you know, there was a lot kind of surrounding this team. So the players that are coming in is just going to really add to the strength of the program. And I, you know, I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million times again, I want nothing but best for that program. I respect the hell out of those coaches. I think they do things the right way and and they really kind of do it the way that you should be coaching kids, you know? And so that's, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to them. That's all I can say. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. And I I think, you know, the, the players that they have coming in, um, you know, we've had a couple of them on our, our podcast as well and really good guys really just wanting to, you know, kind of go into the system and, and do what, what they can to help out. I think, you know, we had a down year as, you know, m- as we ex- not expected, but to Grizz standards, it was kind of a down year. Um, just with, that was a hard year, COVID with everything happening. Um, I think I think this year is going to be totally different. I think the the the, the players coming in, the the young guys developing, um, I think it, it'll be a great year for for men's basketball. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Couldn't agree more. Kind of transitioning on to women's basketball about Brian. You know, there's something about Brian that just like fires me up. Oh man, you know? dude. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, oh, sometimes- dude. During that episode, I was like, dude, I want to go. Like, he's funny. And you know he cares about his players. Like oh, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to go running through a wall for that yeah. guy. But there was something about his demeanor too. You know the way that he yeah. spoke about the program, the way that he spoke about the players. It was yeah. kind of like, "Yep, I'll follow you to war." You know, and I just met yeah. you. You know, so it was one of those things, man. I think 
I think he's going to be a fantastic leader. I think a lot of players are going to be able to resonate with him. And I think he's really realistic. I think as far as coaching style, he's really kind of adjustable and he's transparent. You know, he's going to be able to gravitate to some players that need some of that hard love and then some yeah. players that yeah. need, you know, a little bit, a little bit more push, you know? Yeah. And so I think he's going to be able to find that happy medium that balance with those players. And so like how you said, I'm just really ecstatic about the season. Like truly, yeah. like I'm going to be honest, I've went to a couple of basketball games. You know, I've had people to cheer for, but this year, for whatever yeah. reason, I just I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, a little yeah. bit more excited, a little bit more fired up, a little bit more curious and interested to see how it kind of plays out. Yeah. Well, and I, if you don't follow any of the coaches on on Instagram or, or Twitter, like they are totally trying, I, I think, a lot more to be out there and to be more personable. And um, so it, that excites me, the, the, the players that they have coming in. You know, they have a – I believe they have two from overseas, which is kind of cool to see, to see how that kind of um, – how they fit into American basketball – um, that's always kind of cool thing as well. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of great things that are kind of intriguing to watch, um, for, for women's basketball as well. Mm -hmm. And last but not least soccer, Alexa Coyle and Rita, Jesus, yep. you know, solid know, side right? of players. I've seen them both coming to the university and so crazy. Like, you know, I, I look at them and I'm like, man, those are some serious athletes. And yeah. You know? And I was yep. literally kind of reflecting earlier today and I was sitting around just kind of thinking about, you know, what an opportunity to be able to play at the highest level, call yourself a professional for the rest of your professional. life. Professional. To yep. say that, you know, I, I qualified and I was good enough to be a part of, you know, the best of the best in the world. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, damn, what an honor that is, you know, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. Second of all, like, I don't think there was ever a time when I was out on the field or in the weight room where I didn't run into them at least once or twice a day, you know? And, and that yeah. was for me, like, sometimes I just go to the field because for whatever reason, one of the things I did, I would just randomly at random times when I was struggling, I just go walk out to the field and just kind of look at the field and be like, okay, I know why I'm here. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here for this sport. I'm here for the passion it brings, you know, running out to see people, you know, the celebrations that come with a win, you know, the heartbreak that comes with the loss. Like, I'm truly grateful for those types of things. But every time I was out there, you know, I'd run out and I'd see Rita working out. Yeah. i see Alexa working out, you know, and I see other players as well. Like, it wasn't just them. They were accompanied by their teammates and they were all working together. And so, and, and it was inspiring. And it wasn't like it was just one time a day for 15, 20 minutes they went out to kick a ball. Like, they were conditioning in 100-degree weather. They were working out early hours in the morning, late hours in the afternoon, you know, so – the grind was there, you know, yeah. and I felt that's one thing that both of those women did really well. They, they put their head down and they trusted the process, you know, being around them. I've never heard them once complain. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. I've, I've complained. Lord knows that I've done, I've done my due diligence in complaining <laughs> for sure. You know, because, you know, there was times where it was tough for me, but they like, you know, they just hit the ground run in, you know, yeah. And as for me, it was just like I was struggling to walk. They were they were a full tilt run. And that's one thing that sometimes sometimes you just see that in certain athletes, in certain yeah. people, in certain, you know, environments. And you're like, wow. Like that's I think it's one of those things you think something's impossible until you see it happen for yourself. 
You know, you hear of Kobe's and the LeBron's and, you know, the MJ's and think of Cristiano Ronaldo's and the Messi's and you're like, it can't be done. You know, Maldonado until somebody does it. And as soon as they do it, everybody's like, okay, like, I I got it. I can do it too. I think it's so cool. I think unknowingly, I thought about that a lot, but I never really processed that it was, you know, as pivotal as it was at the time. Because I see them all the time and I think about you know, just the fact that they were out there, it just kind of motivated me. Okay, I need to do a little bit more. I need to push a little bit harder. I can get through this yeah. workout and have fun with it too, you know? And I think that was like one of the coolest things. So shouts out to them, you know, wish nothing but the best for you guys. And I know there's more players to come because you guys love the program on the right note. You know, you exactly. put them in the right position to be successful. And, you know, with all the moving parts that they have surrounded with them, with Chris and everybody else, I think it's going to be, truly a, a special thing to come for a long time yeah and i i i truly believe that as well like who uh, and 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 i don't know what the percentage is but who can say that they have two professional athletes coming from the same program you know like that's that i don't think i don't know but i think that's unheard of yeah. out of the same class you know so a lot of work and i'm glad that it's paying off um, wish them the best. Um, and, you know, they're representing the university and they're representing themselves. We'll be, we'll be fans of wherever they go and how ha- and following their careers. And um, yeah, I totally, I totally understand what you're saying that, that, that program is, is being built the right way um, yeah. with our, with our episode with uh, coach Chris. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try his last name because I know I'm going to say it wrong. So I'm going to call him coach Chris. Um, uh-huh. Uh, it, he is truly a a wonderful guy and have a lot of respect for him and how that program is being built. So um, a lot of great things happen in Grizz Athletics, man. A lot. Yep. So. Yep. But a whole, yeah. A whole lot of good stuff, man. And so I think, uh, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I'm just really juiced for everybody. I think, uh, I don't know if I'm going to place a piece in positivity or, or, or what, man, but I just, you know, I talk about all these programs and I don't think I've ever been more as equally excited for everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And as opposed to the, as opposed to the past, it was always like football for sure. Cause that's what yep. I was part of. But yeah. now I'm sitting here, I'm like, dude, go basketball, you know, go win a yep. championship, soccer, go do the same thing, softball, you know, yep. even, even, uh, you know, some of the other programs, you know, the hockey team that we have, sweet. You know, I have a couple of people that I know on there. So it's just like I'm a fan of them now, you know. Yeah, lacrosse. You know, lacrosse is doing lacrosse. great. Lacrosse, yeah. yeah. So the, yeah. there's so many programs. Golf, too, man. I mean, I've taken up yeah. golf in this year, and I have nothing but respect for that sport, man. It's so hard. I'm, and I suck <laughs> at it. I'm so terrible. But, but I hear, I hear you, it, Pete, man. I hear you. But <laughs> if anybody wants to go out, if you guys invite me and there's, there's a beer or two, I'm going. So just letting go. anybody know out there. <laughs> well, and also, you know, we can't for- forget, you know, ESPN has signed with the Big Sky Conference, so you're going to be able to see your your Grizz on ESPN Plus, yep. um, which is which is awesome for more people to be able to see us as well. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, hope- I, I, sorry, I, go ahead. I, I just I, I have some reservations <laughs> uh-huh. on that, <laughs> so we'll see how, what it looks like. Um, yeah, I just have some reservations. I, I hope I'm wrong. So yeah, that's what I gotta you know, say. Adam, you can't say that and then not tell us what you, what your reservations are. 
Well, you have to like tell the people. <laughs> okay, so what is this? A uh, uh, I, you know, I thought I was part of a crime podcast or something where you like yeah. uh, cliff cliffhanger note us. You know I know, right? Well, you never know. It might it might make this like episode even longer because I'll probably go on a rant. But um, <laughs> you know, the 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 Pluto was awesome to an extent. Um, it was free, so a lot of people, you know. We are the only sports conference on Pluto. Um, yes, the sometimes the quality wasn't the best uh, of where you were going, um, but it was free. It was something that you could, you know, I think it, it, it could have been done a little bit better. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, we, we get a deal with ESPN, um, one of the things that I, I kind of, as a, as a dad, um, as a full-time dad that, you know, has two kiddos, I can't always make a 11 o'clock game to sit down for two hours, three hours and, and watch a game. Um, so I really, <laughs> I, I really, really um, looked at the big site conference and their streaming where you could stream every game um, on the big site conference website. Um, that was awesome. I took advantage of that a lot. Uh, from what I've heard and what I've seen, I, I don't think that's going to be a thing for ESPN. It might, I hope. I've actually, you know, contacted conference to see if that's kind of something that they're going to be doing because, uh, you know, even with media days, media days are coming up this next week. Um, the Grizz are going to have Dylan Cook, Jace Lewis, and Bobby Houck, um, you know, getting interviewed and stuff. It's at 2.40 p.m. on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. you know, it is the summer, but not all Grizz Nation is going to be able to watch at 2.40. Yeah. I mean, you bring you up know, a good point that I never really thought about before. You know, obviously, you know, if they have an Alabama, Alabama versus Clemson game, they're going to prioritize a game like that, you know, yeah. over any of us. That's not to say that, you know, we don't – bring in a lot of viewership because I do believe that we do. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, where do you place those games? You all, you yeah. start placing them at the most inconvenient times. And then you start comparative and say, you know what? Well, Alabama does way better than, you know, whoever Montana plays as far as viewership. It was like, well, that's, yeah. that's necessarily because of the time that you have it at, you know? Yeah. And also, yeah, you, you might get more viewership there, but like, that's not to say that a lot of people aren't relying on some of those streaming services you know, like on the Big Sky website in order to be able to watch those games. Because yeah. I think I think everybody that lives in this community knows there's a lot of blue-collar working people, you know, yeah. that work eight to five, you know, yeah. eight to six and seven. And so afterwards, you know, if they're enthusiastic about, you know, sports, you know, that kind of takes away a little bit of that opportunity. But all in all, I think it would be a good thing. And I think the the biggest, and this this is a little selfish. I think the biggest reason why I'm looking forward to it is because I hope they play highlights from 2019, and and hoping I can see myself <laughs> like, like, oh guys, did you? and then call people and be like, hey, do you guys watch ESPN tonight? Yeah, no big deal. I was on there. I was I was right before the Mike Tyson commercial. Did you, did you happen to watch that? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So <laughs> I, that's the only reason why there's a little bit of like, yay, you know. Let's let's do then, it. You know, and you can tell your kids, "Hey, I was on ESPN. I didn't get paid, but I was on ESPN, and you I can see there. me on there." 
Yeah. Check me out. I'm sure you guys will watch it one day, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be, you know, just like what, with what we said with Nash, uh, the NIL and the NCA, you know, there's going to be mm-hmm. some moving parts to it. Um, I'm not going to bag it and just say, hey, I'm not, you know. But it, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that the ESPN is going to work and really try to brand the Big Sky uh, because it's a great conference. There's a lot of great sports. There's a lot of great things happening in the Big Sky Conference that I don't think are happening around in other conferences. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that they they take that conference seriously and they try to promote us the right way um, because you know. I, I don't know. I, I just I just hope they they do a good job. So, I mean, I think that's probably what a lot of people's worries are too. You know, I mean, even thinking about it now, like you're totally right. I, I really do hope they give us justice. You know, yeah, or, or proper. I think a better word would probably be proper recognition. You know, yeah. I think there's there's too many talented athletes in the Big Sky Conference to you know kind of overlook. And you know well, who knows? Yeah. Like I like the one big positive. I really hope that it brings about a lot of exposure to you know some of the athletes. You know some mm-hmm. of the, maybe those those athletes that do deserve the recognition. You know that put in the hours that that second string linebacker that makes that huge play that everybody freaks out over, and because of it, you know his life changes overnight. You know you never yeah. know what the power of something like that could do. So I'm really hoping that gives. You know some of these players, you know that recognition for doing truly outstanding and like remarkable and memorable things. You know, there's yeah. just as much hot, just as much highlight at this level as anywhere else. You know, just like yeah. other other programs as well. There's there there's highlights at the JUCO level that are like mind blowing. You know, yeah, and you're like, dang, okay, I see yeah. why it's on ESPN. I would have loved to see it like there for the first time, like in real life. You know, so yeah. like you said, that, uh, you can hope for the best, and I'm I'm hoping they do do it. It's justice, and you know, the right recognition. Yeah, and this is my thing with you know with change. Um, I don't I don't do change very well, but it's just one of those things <laughs> in the back of my mind <laughs> that I'm just like, I hope they do it well. You know, I, I I relied on the streaming service a lot just because of my busy schedule and, and what I had. Um, I hope they do that. Um, mm-hmm. If not, I'm just gonna have to. I don't know. You you can't tape anymore. That that was like back when I was a kid. You just tape everything, dude. I don't how, I'm know, telling dude. you how old I am now, Angel. Like <laughs> you're like I don't what? Know. I don't, I, no, I'm I'm sitting there because what, what was that thing? TiVo. You ever use TiVo? Well, yeah, we used to have like old well, like that. I'm even going farther back, dude. I'm like going back where I used to have tapes of um like Grizz games on VHS. And you put the you put it in there and, and tape it on like a channel or you yeah. know or yeah none like on DVR like yeah but I don't have Dude. like for streaming you don't have DVR so this is kind of I think it's kind of like kind of t- chucklish like you can kind of like giggle at it but like there used to be dudes in the neighborhoods that I used to live in they used to push you know um, uh, carts like from the store they used uh-huh. to put carts and cover it in a blanket and they would come through your little neighborhood. And they would flip it over, and it's all these bootleg movies of movies that just came out. But the funny part about it was it's like you thought it was somebody just stealing the feed and putting it onto a disc. Like, no, 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 no. It was an actual guy that used to bring a camera. Like, you you would see the guy walking through, like, the movie theater with this little camera bag. Like, hey, I'm here to watch, you know, James Bond. 
and then you go sit in the James Bond film and be adjusting his camera. So like in the camera, like you just see his fingers, like trying to wipe the camera and like he would place it right next to him and illegally oh, wow. like record, you know, oh the gosh. movie theaters. I don't even know. I'm, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be telling you guys this. I might go to jail, <laughs> you know, but I used to be. As long as know, it wasn't you. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's how it's going to be with ESPN sports. You never know. Yeah, you never know who's going to be filming it. Filming. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh man! Well, you know, there's a lot of great things happening, and it's Grizz Nation. Um, can't wait for this this season for all sports. Um, Angel and I are going to be keep on giving you content, guys. Um, make sure that you check us out on our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter at Fight On Montana. If you haven't, guys, really, really, really please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That tremendously helps us out with the algorithms that they use with all the other um, platforms. Um, rate, review, and subscribe. Also, we, we want to be a podcast where we're giving you what you guys want to hear. If you guys want to hear something, even if it's not about Grizz Sports, if you guys want to hear um, maybe other people that are part of the Grizz that are – you want to hear about let us know we want to know what you guys want to want to listen to we want to give it to you how you guys want um so let us know angel you got anything last words buddy you know what like like you were kind of saying reach out to us man have a conversation yeah. argue with us disagree exactly. on our points you know tell us how you know even though it's never going to change the fact that we're the best football program in all of america you know tell us that you don't agree with that statement you know even though yeah. we think it's totally false and that'll never be it you know, talk to us about it. You know, I think, uh, you know, I'm just excited, man. I, I love communicating with you guys, um, talking with you guys and hearing your guys' feedback on the show. Uh, let us know if you guys want to talk about certain things, if we should be inclusive in certain other things. You know, you never know. Uh, we're always kind of open to discussion. So reach out to us, have a conversation with us, and thank you for supporting us. Amen. And we'll mm -hmm. see you guys on the next episode. Peace.